Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, a whole bunch, man. Buckle up. Let's start with the biggest news of the day. LeBron James has cleared COVID protocol in two days. Two days. Your goat could never. This is what the statement from the NBA said. Quote, I don't know, man. He seems fine. Let's see how this works out. End quote. I kid, I kid. Obviously, they said more than that. Here's what they actually said. Quote, following two negative PCR tests conducted more than 24 hours apart, Los Angeles Lakers forward LeBron James has cleared NBA's health and safety protocols. James was originally placed in protocols on Tuesday, November 30th, after a season of tests, uh, a series of tests, conflicting results, including an initial positive test that was collected on November 29th. Additional testing confirmed that he is not a positive case. In accordance with the protocols and in the consistent testing practice, this has been in, that has been in place since the 2019-2020 season restart in Orlando. The sample that produced the initial positive test was rerun twice and returned one negative and one positive result on two different PCR instruments. As a result, James underwent additional testing November 30th with one test returning a negative result and a second test result resulting in a clinically inconclusive result. So... Basically, uh, LeBron ran a whole bunch of tests after the initial one came back. He was asymptomatic the entire time, and they were able to run multiple PCR tests that came back negative over a 24-hour period. That is enough to get LeBron out of the protocol from there on out, and he is now able to play Friday night against the Clippers. This is obviously huge for multiple reasons. If you want all of those reasons, you can listen to the emergency lowdown that I recorded earlier yesterday. You have the uh, podcast between Harrison and myself. Uh, we recorded a Lakers lounge in which the first 20 minutes were dedicated to discussing the various angles of this. And I'm sure there's going to be a whole bunch, as Aaron and I talk about, on the hook uh, where we go through how this all went down as well. He has um, a different uh, perspective on the, the new kind of testing that the league was doing as guys got back from uh, the holiday. I'm telling you right now, it's great news for the Lakers, interesting news for the league, because I'm, I'm curious how all of these teams are going to be handling this moving forward now that it's kind of sort of on the table for players to return sooner than 10 days, even with a false positive uh, and, and, and all of that. So you can hear the entire multiple conversations about that on this feed. News regarding Avery Bradley was not quite obviously as good a news as they uh, maybe were hoping for. So basically, it sounds like Avery Bradley could undergo surgery uh, but given his contract situation, is choosing instead to continue to play through uh, a UCL sprain on his right thumb. He's going to wear a splint, which given the fact that Bradley already isn't the best of shooters or the most willing of shooters, especially from deep, I wonder how that's going to uh, impact his game. Uh, but he is going to be available, maybe not right away. Frank Vogel said that he might take a couple days to see how his hand holds up in practice and all of those things uh, before he gives it a go in the game. The Lakers might also just, you know, want Bradley to be cautious here uh, given the nature of this injury and given the nature of his contract situation. 
where if he misses a significant amount of time, if it gets to a point where he has no choice but to have surgery, uh, that really impacts his his livelihood this season. So uh, a lot you know, going on in regards to this injury. But as of right now, it sounds like the Lakers are going to have Bradley, if not in the immediate future, uh, they are going to have him again this season as they might not have had he opted for surgery. Also on the injury front, Trevor Ariza uh, went through non-contact portions of practice yesterday and looks to be right on schedule to be reevaluated on Tuesday. In, and, and I would imagine a- after he gets reevaluated on Tuesday, the Lakers are expecting good news. He's already been made available to the media. He is already going through these non-contact drills. He went through walkthrough during a practice that the Lakers kind of sort of scheduled uh, in order to get him out there to walk through uh, sets and, and concepts with his teammates to start potentially ramping him up. That doesn't mean that he's going to be available right away on Tuesday. Frank Vogel said that he is going to have to go through some uh, ramp up in terms of conditioning and all of that because he is coming off of foot surgery. But it does sound like Trevor Ariza should be coming back to the Lakers relatively soon. And that's a really big deal given the fact that he is one of two small forwards on this roster. We've already heard of LeBron James coming back sooner than expected. We've heard that Avery Bradley is still going to be available. We're hearing that Trevor Ariza is on his way back to the team. That might mean some of these guys might be looking at less, <laughs> lesser roles. Uh, Bradley might be one of them, given the fact that Ariza plays a wing spot that he is kind of sort of contending for also. Uh, but one guy who seems like isn't going to be in the rotation for quite some time is DeAndre Jordan. Let's go through how all of this played out. DeAndre Jordan starts against the Sacramento Kings. He gets pulled within three minutes, and after he gets pulled, he and Frank Vogel have a heated exchange on the sideline. Now, these things tend to be overblown. Every NBA player who has ever talked about those kinds of situations says they happen all the time. You have hyper-masculine, you have hyper-competitive, you have insane stakes, and and eventually tempers are going to flare. So in in a vacuum, that exchange doesn't matter all that much. But then after that exchange, we don't see DeAndre Jordan again in that game. Dwight Howard starts the second half, and Frank Vogel effusively praises Dwight Howard, not just for production or anything like that, but for approach to the game, for saying this is how we play here with the Lakers. And, and stuff like that. And then at practice, this was insane. Frank Vogel, without being asked about it, says, yeah, Dwight's going to start in DeAndre Jordan's place in uh, Friday's game against the Clippers. Frank never gives away the starting lineup, ever. Like, everybody who was on the beat, everybody who plays pays close attention to this team will tell you that he will go to inordinate lengths to avoid giving anything away in regards to his starting lineup and completely unannounced with no real questioning about it. He just says, oh yeah, Dwight is starting at center against the Clippers, meaning DeAndre Jordan is not going to be playing against the Clippers. And then even beyond that, he uh, said that the Lakers are going to be playing one center moving forward 
uh, between DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard. And given the relationship as it currently stands between DeAndre and Frank, and given the way that DeAndre Jordan has approached this season and the numbers uh, all around him, I would just suffice it to say that Dwight is going to be the Lakers' starting center and only center for the foreseeable future. And I can't tell you how great a news this is for everybody. It's great news. I can tell you. It's incredibly great news. Really, really, really good news. Like, on par with LeBron coming back early news. So what does all that mean? Well, it means that LeBron, Russ, and AD might be in a starting lineup that makes a little bit more sense. I'm not sitting here saying I'm happy that Avery Bradley hurt his thumb. That is not the case at all. It sucks that it takes it might take an injury for Frank Vogel to finally put together a lineup that makes sense to start games along with those three players. It does, however, mean that they are going to be starting a lineup alongside those three players. It makes a little bit more sense. I don't. Frank would have to try to put, like, go out of his way to try to put a a, a really like a worse lineup than the starters have been this year around uh, Russ, LeBron, and AD. And I don't think he could. Like, I think the the starters that have started so far alongside those guys are literally the worst combination of players that Frank could have started alongside the big three and again it sucks that it took an injury uh for bradley to fall out of that spot if he does uh but but that the reality of the situation is something had to give there and uh we're gonna see who he goes with on this on, on uh the, the next starter the fifth starter because uh, we know russ is gonna start we know uh, LeBron, AD, and Dwight are going to start. So that fifth spot should go to Wayne Ellington or Malik Monk. And, you know, the only move that Frank could make that would not have me kind of bouncing on my seat, getting ready for the game, would be THT in that starting group. But chances are, especially given reports heading into the season that Ellington was supposed to start anyway, uh, chances are the starters that we see... At, it, Friday night, when this thing finally gets underway, is going to be Russ, Wayne, LeBron, AD, and Dwight, with AD being the primary center after Dwight, and then for some stretches, LeBron playing some center. And all of a sudden, that's an NBA rotation. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Packed One today. A lot to get to here. Uh, <laughs> this was a, a little bit longer of a lowdown for you guys. Harrison and I had a blast getting through all of today's news as well. So you're going to want to check out the lounge there. And then Aaron and I are going to discuss everything at further length, as well as some things going on around the league uh, on this week's episode of The Hook. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.